Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Um, we're glad that you're here to listen. We'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Lake Ridge. It's Pastor Evan here, and uh, I'm kind of excited about this morning. Um, this morning we begin our new sermon series um, during the Lenten season, and we're calling it Again and Again. The Lent season is really kind of this um, time for us, or it's an opportunity for us to study, to reflect, to remind ourselves that Jesus came into a broken place, and, and, and ultimately came into our broken places, and, and that he meets us there. And he does that again and again. One of the key verses at Lake Ridge is, is John 1, 1, 14. It says, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And he saw the glory of the Lord, generous inside and out. The word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood, right? Again and again. Right? But what also moves into this world again and again, or comes with this world, is, is suffering, is, is brokenness. The challenges that we experience around doubt or shame or fear, you can kind of fill in the blanks again and again. Um, we're faced with injustice. We're faced with violence, or the temptation to, to divide or, or to cancel out people who, who don't think or, or act like we would like them to or, or like we believe they should. I think this past year um, has been filled with a lot of suffering. And, and suffering has looked so different for so many different people, right? For, for some, it, it has been... Uh, the suffering of losing a job or losing a loved one, right? Or 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 being frustrated with the, some of the freedoms that maybe we we aren't afforded right now during this time of pandemic. For others, our suffering maybe is a little bit more internal. It's it's more related to our our fears, our doubts, our anxieties, and and I think that the list could could go on and on. And yet our faith. And really, the Lenten season is meant to remind us that Jesus came into the midst of people just like us, right? In the midst of people who are struggling with all different kinds of challenges. Some of their freedoms had been taken from them. Some of them had lost loved ones. Some of them were suffering uh, through, through poverty and, and sickness, illness, and all, all things go on and on. Right? Again and again, again and again, we are reminded of who we are and of God's presence in the midst of our own struggles and our own stories. Well, this morning we take on uh, one of the stories of Jesus, and it is the beginning story. Uh, it's found in Mark uh, 1, 9 through 15, roughly. And, and it is essentially the, the, the coming to the water moment for Jesus, where he's comes to the, to the water, where he is baptized, where he's immediately sent out into the wilderness, a place of, of, of temptation, and then um, he begins, ultimately, his outward 
ministry. And I want to um, talk about a few of those things. So first of all, Jesus comes to the edge of the river. And this image, I think, is, a, is an important image because there is a sense that the river is the place where, where something new is about to, to begin. He had traveled about a hundred miles or so. Um, and, and so in a way, Jesus was already on a journey. He had traveled some distance to be there in that place. Maybe there, maybe that's where you are on your journey, that, that this year, this February, kind of marks what you hope will be the beginning of something new uh, for you. That's my hope. Um, and and maybe, maybe if you're even listening this morning to the sermon on Facebook, maybe, maybe it marks actually something brand new for you that, that 12 months ago you could have never imagined that um, you, would, you would even be listening to a sermon. Never mind. Um, listening to it on your Facebook feed, or or maybe maybe you were listening to a sermon a year ago, and you would have never imagined that you would be uh, sitting at home on your couch, drinking your coffee in your jammies, and listening to a sermon. So many things have changed, and yet there is a sense that we are on the beginning of something new. In Jesus, in Jesus's tradition. Uh, many new things were marked by baptism, by this symbolic washing of the burden, symbolic washing of, of, of the brokenness of the sin, right? Um, washing off, essentially, maybe parts of damaged parts that we've picked up and gathered up on our journey. Let's think about that. That in order to choose to do something new, new, that maybe, maybe God is asking you to shed some things. Maybe they're stories. Maybe they're ideas. Maybe they are pains from their, your past. Maybe they're even theological ideas. All of these things at times we need to consider. Is God asking me to shed these things so that I can begin the next part of my journey. In a sense, that's really what repentance is. It is the choosing to name and shed these burdens with God's help. That's really the first step. Now, the second step that we see in this story is that Jesus makes his way into the water that 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 that. He, he comes into the water and the scriptures say that as he is baptized by John the Baptist, that he comes up out of the water and, and the spirit of God descends on him in the form of a dove. And that this voice then both, both claims and proclaims who Jesus is and also how God sees him. Right? And so this voice says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. The second step in this story is that, that God the Father is reminding Jesus that he is loved, that he is beloved, that he is family, that he is kin. Okay, this week, um, my mom sent me a note. And, and the note she sent me was simply telling me that she loved me and that she was very proud of me. 
I am four, almost 47 years old. I have to tell you, as I read this, this Facebook message, I was profoundly moved that, that deep down, I am loved, that I have a home, that I belong somewhere, right? I think that's the closest thing my human, in our human connection that we, can, that we can grasp what God is to imagine that. My mom uh, is not God and she would not claim to be God, right? But, but this sense that we are beloved in this unconditional sort of a way, like a mother or a father loves their children, is profoundly important. And just imagine how much more powerful it is that the creator of the universe, that the God of the universe would speak these words to you and to I. See, this is not just meant to be a baptism of Jesus, but it is meant to be a reminder to you and I as we begin new things, to remind ourselves as a starting point that we are beloved children of God. From there, I think we can, we can make our way anywhere Again and again, God the Father reminding you and I that we are kin, that we're fa his family, and that we're beloved. Remember that. Right. Now, the third thing that happens in this story, and it is an inevitable part of Jesus' story, but it is also an inevitable part of our story, is that Jesus then finds himself in the wilderness. He finds him play himself in a place of struggle, in a in a place of wandering. Now, normally I'm not a fan of, of the wilderness personally, nor do I really like talking about the wilderness that much. For me, it represents, you know, pain. It, it represents fear, scarcity, loneliness, right? Some, some of those kinds of, of feelings. The, the wilderness, though, does bring us, and it is meant to actually bring us kind of to the end of ourselves, Right? It, it brings us to the point of, of temptation as it did in Jesus' life. Right? It, it brings us to this point where, where the human side of us reveals our weakness, so much so that we want to reach out and, and, and we're tempted to reach out and grab onto something that we believe might free us from the struggle, free us from the pain. Sadly, oftentimes... We're tempted to reach out um, to things in this world that may look good on the surface, right? But are but are false, and 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 once we have a hold of them, surprisingly shallow. Right? The wilderness, in a sense, reveals to us who we think we are, and hopefully, hopefully, reminds us, right, to allow God to again and again speak words of truth that we are his beloved children, right? In the story of Jesus in the wilderness, it says that, that God sent his angels to tend to Jesus. I don't know if you're facing some wilderness times right now. Maybe you are. I hope that this image that God sends his angels to tend to you and I to remind us again and again that we are 
his beloved children to help us to tend to our wounds, tend to our needs, just like he did in Jesus' life. Right? In many cases, and hopefully for many of us, this wilderness first drives us inward to discover and be reminded again of who we are. And then I think that this second step to that is that we, we then, as Jesus did, turn outward to face the world, to see the things that break the heart of God, as Jesus did. So it is essentially out of this time of wilderness, this time of temptation, that, that, that Jesus experiences the depth of his intimate relationship with God. It's kind of solidified there. And then he turns to face the world. And he begins um, to teach. He begins to demonstrate the gospel, the good news, both with his words and, and, and his great and profound wisdom, but also with his actions. And what we see in the actions of Jesus is that as he turns to face the world, he finds himself in the places where normal people are, in the places where the broken people are. We see him in people's homes. We see him on the, on the edge of the water. We see him interacting with people on the road, interacting with people on the journey. Right? It is this beautiful example of how Jesus then begins to reveal who he is in all these practical and significant ways. We call it the beginning of Jesus's ministry. I think it was really the revealing of who he was. Again and again, we see and experience Jesus demonstrating to us who he is. All right, so here's my hope for this morning. I'm gonna wrap up with this. I simply wanna say this. First of all, maybe God has got you on a journey towards something new. The first step of that is to ask for God's help in trying to discern, to discover, what are the things that I need to shed? What are the stories that, that I carry with me that, that aren't helpful? What needs healing? What even theology needs correction? What theology needs living out more? Right? The second part is to remind yourself that you are the beloved child of God. And if you need help to do that, then call a pastor. Call another person who, who is on the faith journey. And let us be the kind of people who, who speak words of truth to each other about our belovedness, not about our, our, our failures and all of those things. It's helpful, I guess. But what we need to be reminded of is that we are beloved children of God, that we are family. In the midst of our pain and struggling, may we be the kinds of people who recognize when we come to the end of what we are capable of, and that when we reach out, we reach out for something solid. That we reach out for the words of God's heart. That we are his beloved children. And then lastly, may that internal work 
that groundedness in who we are, turn then outward to the world so that we may be the good news, that we may be and represent for others the gospel in all of the places that we go, whether that's in somebody's backyard, at our workplace, by the lake, and just on the journey together. These are the truths that we can get. May this be a Lenten prayer. Let me pray. God, we are grateful. We are so grateful that you are a God who gives us permission to repent, to shed burdens, and that you take those things and heal us from those things. God, may you continue to remind us that we are your beloved children. May you, in the midst of our wilderness, in the midst of our struggle, in the midst of our temptation, remind us that we have access to the creator of the cosmos and that you know and that you desire to tend to us in our woundedness, in our hurt. And lastly, God, may we the kind, be the kinds of people who take these things and turn them outwardly towards the world so that we may be able to love others the way that you love us. May this be the greatest example of what we believe to be true about you. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace this day and this week as we forge into something new. Amen. And God bless.